Now I've got something to say, that's all I got to say. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Seer Soccer Studs Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, you guys. Where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. So, Matt, are you ready to cut this biscuit? I am. I'm going to throw some Aunt Joanne special. Nobody knows about it. Secret ingredient, secret recipe, gravy. Oh, Man, it's a family secret. Nothing better than some. And the reason I'm doing this is because going into the holidays, when I was growing up, we'd always go over to my aunt's house Mm -hmm. on Christmas morning. And I get that that beautiful southern breakfast gravy over the biscuits. She made her own biscuits, too. Oh, my gosh. She has a little spice to it. It's been fire my whole life. She finally gave me the recipe. Oh, dang. It's delicious. I was going to so. say, you never invited me, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll make you some. Okay, now we're talking my language. All right, all right. Well, Joe, today was your day for the song? Yeah, that Tell is me correct. a little about this song. All right, so this song. I made so, my knees move. Yeah, you liked it. <laughs> you felt it. Felt it in the knees. Yes, yeah, I mean, y'all know I'm on a little bit of a drill kick, I guess you could say. Okay. You know, a couple weeks back, uh, we had the Dutch of Valley. So there's another guy called Loski, um, you know, rapper, but he does like a more pop song with a Nigerian uh, pop star, Davido. So it's called Naja Man hmm. by Loski and Davido. Do you think he keeps it on the low? Ski? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Better than being high ski. Dang. Well, I don't know about that, but well, that's, that's something <laughs> for another day. <laughs> we digress. Well, Joe, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Freaking good. Really? Yeah. It was right. real small, but had a good weekend. COVID. Good time. You kept it COVID tight? Yeah, that's right. Kept it in the bubble. Kept it in the bubble. Had the macaroni and cheese, son. Had the good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I went up to Knoxville for Emma's family, and uh, man, it's a lot of fun. They like to party, so it's always a good time. We always have a little bonfire at the end of the night, mm. so it was good for Emma, too, because she, her nephews are finally at the point now where they're like, okay, she's pretty, so we want to hang out with her. Before, they were too young, and they were shy around her. Ah. But now they're like, Aunt Emma, Aunt Emma. Oh. So it's really cute. A little family bonding going on. Yeah, and then they come up, and they're like, Uncle Matt, Uncle Matt. Oh, You know, that's a big deal for me. I'm an only child, so I never... Uncle. Never had that experience, so it's been really, really fun. Heck yeah, man. Really fun. Good to hear. So guys, uh... Hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving to our overseas listeners. Um, we're thankful for you. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> so we're going to get into this weekend again. This has been, this season is just wild. I mean, you can't, if you were a betting man, you'd be a losing man in this season. You'd be a broke son of a gun is what you'd oh be. Oh my gosh. Like. 
gosh, I should have bet on Fulham today, oh, right? My, yeah, I'm telling wow. you. Wow. Who, man. Whew. I bet. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, I bet on Lester and uh didn't pay off for me. Yeah, yeah. But it Ooh. didn't matter. I got killed anyway, so. Oh. I may have snuck out another win. Dang, I may son. have snuck out another win. I think you did. I think I did, too. <laughs> oh, it's getting real. I'm just pushing myself further away from the bottom. I'm yeah. st- still probably in seventh out yeah. of eight, yeah. but pushing myself further away from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, you, you don't want to be on the bottom. You don't mm-hmm. want to be a catfish. All right, well, let's get into the Friday game. Crystal Palace nil. Newcastle 2. Newcastle had Colin Wilson back. Mm-hmm. Still no Zaha. I know. Did you have to bench him? Did you know that he was – did you bench him? Oh, I benched him. Okay, good. good Hard. Good. Okay. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you, you screw me once. Uh-uh. I mean, he, he, he's self-isolating. It's an illness. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back winning me games here in a little bit. First half, really even between the two clubs. Right. Darlow. Gosh, man. The unsung hero. He's wearing all pink. Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> man, he indigestion. was... He was strong. He was pushing away that indigestion. He was. I'm telling right. you. <laughs> Waging war on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw a stat. Yeah, 10 of Newcastle's 12 goals have come in the second half. And, yeah. This was a smash and grab right here. Yeah, we had to wait until the 88th minute for a goal. Joe Linton to Colin Wilson. Did you just like that little one two one two one two goal? Yeah. It was pretty. I mean, yeah, you got to give him credit. Uh, Wilson makes a goalie. You know, I see that more often. When you're really close to the goalie, instead of trying to put it around him, you just put it right through him. Yeah, the good ones, man, I'm telling you, it is kind of like uh, it's unstoppable. How do, you, how do you even train that? Do you just – Oh, they're good. Practice just I think hitting so. it right at the goalie. Dead center, yeah. Hmm. Because it's, it's very clear that's what they're doing. And the yeah. goalie can't get down quick enough to stop it. I mean, they can just, you know, spread eagle and stop it if you put it out wide. But shoot between the legs is killer. Mm. Yeah, and then not even two minutes later, Joe Linton. Joe Linton, the forgotten man. I mean, he he got lucky with a double ricochet off of Gary Cahill. So he megged Gary Cahill but hit both of his legs and then megged the goalie again. Yes. That was some pinball action just – Animaniac, right yeah, there. <laughs> you talking about betting now? If you'd bet on Joe Linton, <laughs> Joe Linton doing all that, yeah, you'd be like, you'd be a millionaire right now. I know, I know. But I mean, other than that, I didn't really see anything that stood out in the game. No, I mean Scott Dan looks slower than a turtle. Yeah, uh, did Tortuga. not. Yeah, did not look too good for Crystal Palace. You know, he's a club legend. I would say. It's a good good game to start off the weekend. So we move into Saturday morning. Brighton and Hove Albion, Liverpool, 1-1. Woo, doggy. This was a firecracker of a game. It was. Explosive. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a couple early chances for both sides. Um, I feel like Connolly 
probably should have scored at least two. A little deadly little leprechaun running around right yeah. there. He, yeah. looked, he looked, yeah, like he was terrorizing them. Well, I mean, when somebody's like three foot seven, <laughs> it's hard to really that center keep, of gravity. Yeah, keep track of them even through the game because you're looking, you know, as a defender, you're looking down the field, and when somebody's that close to you, you can't see them. Uh-uh. Especially when they're that small. But man, what a what a game. Yeah, what a game. <laughs> but I, what about this? Yep. Neil Mope. Mm-hmm. My boy. I knew you were going there. My boy. Frenchy. I looked. You had him on the bench. I sat him. You dodged that bullet. <laughs> you like Man. Neo in the Matrix dodging that bullet. Oh, I was my like, goodness. Yeah, I uh, pulled out some wicked manager-esque, um, some Jose Mourinho or something. Yeah, Pete like, Jose. Man. I'm going to have to bench this boy. Uh, I just don't understand. You have a little talk to him before you did it? Before I benched him? Yeah, you don't want to hurt his feelings. No. Oh, no, you just, you're cold. No, just, okay. hey, you got to be ruthless as a manager. That's true, that's true. You can have friends, but you got to tell them straight up, like, we're here to win. It's just business, Neil. Yep, just business. Dang. So what does he do? Gets mm. a penalty. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> Misses it. And then pulls up with some mysterious injury not even like a minute later and has to go off the field. Yes. Still not sure what happened there. I he think was his, literally like walking. His French pride got to yeah. him. And he, <laughs> oh, he, threw, he threw up the white flag. But yeah, yeah, that was that was something interesting. But again, talk about this name, this guy's name, so much in the pod. Diogo. Diogo. It's not Diego. Diogo. It's, it's O's. Yeah, it's O's. Yeah. God. Diogo Jota. A lot of O's. Can anybody stop this man? I mean, I was throwing around a lot of names earlier in the year, like, oh, so-and-so, that's the sign-out of the season. But this guy is the signing of the season so far. Yeah. Ain't Ten even, games in. Ain't even close. On fire. I mean, who would have known – looking at him and what he did at Wolves, that he would just come into a Liverpool side and just be, like I said last week, un- undroppable. Yeah. he that's, it's, It is like a, like take notes. If you're moving to a big club and you don't know if you're going to see the field, uh, this is how you do it. Yeah, score goals. <laughs> you, yeah, you freaking make sure that they can't leave you out of the lineup. That's oh, what he's man. doing. Loved the run into the box, faked three or four different times, and then just put it the other way. That's so smart. If if you're running one direction, the goalie's moving that same direction too. So just hit it back the other way. Mm. Goalie will never stop it. So he got lucky because Ben White slid in and it literally bounced right over his foot as it was going in. But that Ben White loves to slide. Yeah. He's pretty like good at it. Way. Yeah, he's pretty, yeah. He's solid. He's pretty good at it, yep. Leeds really wanted him. You know, he played That's at true. Leeds last season. Yeah. They tried to, I think they threw down like 20 to 30 uh, mil. They're trying to lock him down. They're like, nope, nope, he's on this. Yeah, he, we want him. But then, 90th minute, PK, another PK to Brighton. Robertson goes to swing at the ball and just clear it. Well, Beck, 
touches it, gets his foot almost kicked halfway off. Yeah. <laughs> but. Millisecond. Too late. But. I got to ask you. I've watched this at least 30 to 40 times. That's a lot of times. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, Danny Welbeck touches the ball, and then his foot comes away from the ball when Robertson kicks it. Ball bounces off of Robertson's shin and bounces straight out. If Robertson wouldn't have touched Welbeck, same thing would have happened. Yep. Ball hit his shin, bounced off. Yep. At this point, in my mind, looking at that as a referee or just a player that's played the game for a while, this is almost, and I hate to do this and bring in like American football rules, but you know, pass interference. Yeah. When the ball is just to a point where the. He couldn't catch it. The wide yeah. receiver couldn't catch it. They're like, who cares? Yeah. Not a foul. I think you almost need to apply that in this circumstance. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Mm, I mean, I could live with that. It wouldn't hurt me. I mean, it, could, it was a little harsh. But, yeah, I mean, definitely what – I mean, he, did, he clipped him. He got him. He did kick well him. back. But, yeah, that's uh, – But did it affect the play? No. Okay. No. That's what I want to know. And, I mean, oh, it was really harsh on Liverpool. It really was. I don't know if you saw Jurgen Klopp, the interview after the game. I tried to watch it today. I put it on NBC Sports app, turned it on, and my app kept kept freezing. Mm. I guess it was too it was not too safe hot, for man, work. I'm telling you, <laughs> thing was hot, son. He was, uh, yeah, it got a little personal. It wasn't like they weren't talking like big issues. They were like, you said, I said, it's back and forth like him and the interviewer. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. I was. I had to stop and watch. I'm like, oh, because you know him and Chris Wilder for Sheffield United have. This little spat going yeah, on. Yeah, a little beef. Yeah, a little beef. Bringing yep. back the beef. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the beef? It's what's for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but still, uh, Jurgen Klopp, as Chris Wilder said, is very much like a politician. When everything's going well, he's all, ha, 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 ha. This guy. I, I actually, I really like watching him because when something is going wrong, they cut to him, and that guy is just a fly trap, mouth always open. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many flies does he catch when it's he sleeps? <laughs> how many spotters does he, dozens, he swallow at night? Dozens. Because he is a a mouth breather. He he is like a living, walking gif, just creator. I mean, it just you could just picture these looks going on the internet. About the end of the game, he right. just looks dumbfounded. Right. One one though. Yeah, yeah. The Pascal Gross puts it right down the middle. Yep. Allison had no chance. No goalie ever thinks it's going down the middle. And if you don't move, it's like, why didn't you move? Well, I thought he was kicking it down the middle. Well, that's stupid. No, yeah. it's not. It's it's just hard. Yeah. So good result for Brighton. Yes, it was. And, uh, yeah, going to talk a little bit more about this game later on. Okay. Just a little uh, foreshadowing. A little teaser. Yeah. But let's move on to basically the game of Saturday. It ended up being 
all the goals on Saturday. Man City 5, Burnley. <laughs> Neil. Neil. The Burn, Burnley men. Yep. The Burley Burnley men. <laughs> Their wood went real soft, real flat. It was. <laughs> that was some soft wood. Yeah, I mean, dang, just like, I'm talking like sawdust and glue, just weak. Hit that Man City. Wood putty. Yeah, wood putty. <laughs> A little pressed wood. Yeah, Man City, man. It was like, uh, you know, they've been, uh, they've had like quite a little backlog of goals. Like, they, it should have been hitting for them. It hadn't happened. They unleashed today. Yep. Unleashed it. Mares. Wow. It was like somebody before the game disrespected him and Burnley because he, he came out and he was like, this is my ball. This is my game. This is my day. Yeah. And just took over oh, from man. the first, first minute. I mean, no Raheem Sterling. Nope. No problem. No problemo. KDB. Looking, looking closer to his yeah. best. He's Feel worn out. We yeah, know he's yeah, worn he out. is. Yeah, but still, that goatee looks a little haggard. It's Cheek, starting to get cheeks. some some white. Is that whitish gray? Gray. It's like a golden retriever that's getting about fourteen years old. It <laughs> <laughs> start, starts going white. Oh man. So, Mares scores two goals in the first half. Benjamin Mindy pitches in with. Oh yeah. I would say it was probably like a crot. Yeah, Crot, yeah. Cross shot. KDB Crot. Yeah, but still, hey, went in the back of the onion back. Vintage KDB. And then Fernand Torres. Yeah, Gets him a nice goal, and then Mares completes his hat trick. Yes. So, yeah, um, City, I think for the fourth time in a row when Burnley has visited Manchester City, 5 nothing. Dang. I don't know if it's four. It may be three, but it's very consistent some from goals. Manchester City when Burnley come in. Yeah, town. they hopefully. I mean, for Man City's sake, this could be the uh, start of something. They got a good run of fixtures coming up. They still have a game in hand too. Yeah, and Burnley. Yeah, Burnley's style just doesn't match up with Man City. They they give them too much space, too much opportunity to get really, really revved up, and then it's it's too late. Yeah, Man City, you. You cannot give Man City too much space. You cannot sit back because they are almost built for the one-touch football to beat you through the lines. And, man, they got destroyed. Yeah. Just destroyed. That's what I want to see from Man City, though. Goals, goals, and more goals. Well, you were heavy on Man City last week. Did you keep up the Man City flow? Oh, I went heavy. Heavy Again? flow, man. I'm, t- I'm talking like Foden. You even had heavy Foden flow. in. Yeah. <laughs> Light blue flow. Sky and blue. Still didn't help you out, huh? No. I had no chance this week, yeah. Do you have uh, Jesus on your team too? Yeah. Okay. Him and uh, Kevin had a uh, disallowed goal, which would have boosted a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that disallowed goal. Offsides call. Yep. Where it like hit off, I think, Fernand Torres and... Gabriel Jesus yep. went up for it. I've watched that 30 times. There's no offsides. Yeah. I okay. 
You know how frustrated I get with VAR and all this nonsense that goes on. You know, i got a really good friend, Moles, if you're listening, shout out. He sent me a Snapchat of that disallowed goal. Said no offsides. And I had already kind of suspected it, but then it made me start to get my wheels turning. I was like, if that went in and he calls offside, the ball was already in the back of the net. Linesman puts his flag up. So the play had already stopped. Why didn't VAR come in and look at this? Because there is nothing, nothing there that shows offsides whatsoever. I thought maybe KDB might have been offsides when he came to the accept the ball. Nope, you got a, sta- a guy standing on the post. Like, right. There's nothing about this that says offsides. And it really helped out the goalkeeper because ball floated over and he watched it just instead of trying to smack it out before it hit the post, he let it hit the post and then he tried to smack and he smacked it into his own net. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about this goalkeeper a little bit later too. Okay. All right. So, but Heck yeah. I just I don't I there's no consistency with VAR. And Robertson, Andy Robertson came out and said that after Sunday's games. Yeah, like, we don't know. Of, we don't know what that's exactly. all they're asking for, consistency. Yep. And there's not any. And Let's it's clarify. just it's, it's really frustrating. So, all right. All right. Moving on down the road. Yep. Everton, zero. Leads, one. Like you were saying last week, who was it? Uh, Villa and was it Leeds? Yeah. Maybe not. Whoever Villa was playing. You're talking about how you could watch this game nonstop. If the game went on four hours, you'd be watching this game. This game right here should have ended like 7-7. Yeah, Villa Brighton. Brighton. Really? Yeah. Okay. Last week. Okay. This game was – there was so much in it. I mean, so much in it. Both keepers came up with huge saves. And as much as I look at Leeds goalkeeper and I'm like, okay, he's got sticks for arms. He's got stick for (laughs) legs. He's got the back of his head is perfectly flat. (laughs) Flat He's not like Kovacic that got hit with a shovel on the flat head shovel. Yeah, he got hit in the back. Yeah, He must have been laying down way too much as a kid or something. He, He looks like a waiter at a French restaurant. He's French. I know. That's what I'm saying. So just a waiter, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, man, he is – he's pretty phenomenal. That was good. Your, your – Side boo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good performance. No, I was going to say your, uh, your spirit animal, Jordan Pickford. Good performance. Okay, so, uh, you know, last week I tried to write little notes down and little st- statistics for every game. This week I just got little tidbits that I just want to throw in there. One of my favorite things to watch is Jordan Pickford doing the starfish. Mm. When he comes out and he's like, uh-oh, <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> Somebody, like, plays the ball over him and he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he does a starfish. The face, the face he makes. Oh, my gosh. I could – if somebody out there that's really good with technology could just t- 
take all the times, maybe in one season where Jordan Pickford makes a stupid mistake but then tries to make up for it by doing this Hollywood exaggerated. Yes, exaggerated dives. Give him the Phil Jones treatment. Yes, please. That's what I want to see. Yes, please. Yeah, Everton, though, you know, no Seamus Coleman, no Luca Dean. Mm-hmm. So they went with Alex Wobey and Tom Davies, kind of like wingbacks. A little gelati. Yeah. Throwing some, a little different. Some Italian spice in the mix. Yeah. A little wrinkle, a little new wrinkle. But yeah, Leeds came through. Rafinha, good goal. Probably the best player on the whole pitch. Yeah, hands down. Just he everywhere. Every time he got the ball, what I like to see is, you know what? I'm not going to play it safe. I'm in a good position. Every time he received the ball, he'd be in a good position. He's like, I'm going at this defender every time. Really enjoy seeing that. Attack-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. He deserved a goal. Yep. Really did. It, I mean, what a great shot, too. Oh, yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. And then right in the dying moments of the game, Jordan Pickford made a huge, huge, with a Y, save to keep it at 1-0. So, Jordy Picky did all right. JPZ. <laughs> JPC did all right. <laughs> but, man. He deserved it. What a game. Yep, good one. Two teams that really go for it. Love you, to see it. You know what I also like seeing? I was just watching this. And um, when I was up in in Knoxville, I I was telling somebody, um, Emma's mother's husband. He's kind of interested. His, his daughter's played soccer, so – he knows that I'm crazy interested. So we were sitting down watching some interviews, and Carlo Ancelotti came on. And they were asking Carlo Ancelotti a lesson. I'm like, hey, watch this guy's eyebrow just go crazy. Just decide to take, like, a run towards left field. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly fine with the question being asked. As soon as he starts to talk, pew! Yeah. <laughs> it goes. <laughs> so, Boing. So I was watching uh, Men in Blazers, and right before he came over, Roger Roger Bennett was yeah. interviewing him again. And that eyebrow, I mean, it's it's halfway between. It's got a mind of its own. His forehead and the moon. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ready to take off, man. <laughs> Dang. Oh, good stuff, though. Dang. I love Ancelotti. Oh, yeah, man. Just looks like the godfather. He does. He really does. All right. We are... Taking it slow tonight. Getting into we might pick it up a little bit. Getting slow it back into down. that R and B mood. That's right. <laughs> slow <All> jam. Right. <laughs> that uh middle school dance. Yeah. That slow jam. Hands above the waist. Yep. Uh-uh. And right now, uh-uh. COVID, six feet apart. But chaperone's watching. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Principal's gonna say something on the speaker. Oh man. All right. West Brom one. Sheffield United, nil. Mm, Sheffield, one point after 10 games. This is the lowest ever in the Premier League era. Third lowest since 1930-something. Actually, Man United started off a game 
or started off a season with zero points in ten games. Ooh, I love my stats on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Get that, get it in. But Sheffield United started off how powered. I thought, you know, from the get-go, they brought on Burke, yep. who looked like he was just... Oh, he's a physical... Unleashed. Monster. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, they're going to gonna get their first win. They, yeah, it's up top. They cannot... It's just not happening. Oh, my gosh. That was the theme of the game Yeah, for Sheffield United. So many chances. So many wasted opportunities. Only, all it took was just a Chelsea... Academy product. Yep. <laughs> the score of the game winning goal. In the twelfth minute. Yes. With possibly the weakest side foot shot I've seen. Just pass it in, bro. Yeah. Oh, he did it. I give the man credit. He's I mean you, you know you know I'm a Connor Gallagher truther. Yeah. I think he's got a big career, one of the best players on the field. Easily. He ain't shameless. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> the man's doing it. He is. He really With is. With style. Yeah. I enjoy watching him. He's all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Good win. This was a must win for both of these teams, but only one could emerge. Yep. It's like Thunderdome. West Brom, they came out. Yeah. Ramsdale kept Sheffield United oh, in yeah. for the majority of the game. Made some huge saves. Huge. But that front line just could not help him out. Even his, his defenders – Badlock. Yeah. Baldock. What is it? <laughs> B-A-L-D-O-C-K. Okay. That guy yeah. had numerous opportunities to just fire a ball in. I mean, he was inside the inside the 18, had some really good opportunities and could not put one away. I'm trying to think of how they pronounce it in, in England. It's like Baddock. Baddock. Noel. Just yeah. Baddock. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. But yeah. We're just a little country. We, yeah. we, we, we throw it all in there. <laughs> yeah. We we know how to pronounce everything correctly down south. It's the true English right here. <laughs> we add extra syllables when there's not <laughs> one, and we take away syllables when there are a yeah. few more. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Got to make it fun. Roofton. Yeah. All right. Um. Moving on to Joe's game. Southampton 2, Man United 3. Woo! We doggy. Now, this is vintage Manchester United. And, I mean, there's really only one guy to talk about. I mean, Cavani. Yeah, Cavani. I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, Southampton, good team. Really good performance. Started out strong. Got a few breaks. Manchester United, I like the whole performance. It was a solid game. Pretty much start to finish. They were looking better. Our man, Dawson's Creek. Donnie gets the start. Played pretty good. You know, they're going with the diamond in the middle. Kind of, uh, you know, one side goes up, one goes back, and vice versa. I like that formation. Yep. It's good. It's underrated. I think it suits Man United's strengths to get those players out there. Good point. Bruno, you know, putting it down, doing his thing. Good goal. But Cavani changed the whole game. I mean, first sub, 
since uh, actually Ole Gunner in 1999 to be involved in three or more goals when coming on as a substitute. He assisted Bruno. That's true. And then scored two of his own. And just the, the movement of that man is like a it's like a jungle jaguar or something. What is his what do they call him? He's got a nickname. Yes. El Matador. El Matador. That's right. <laughs> Makes sense. He the movement is off the charts. Exactly right. I mean, wow. The first goal that he scored. That's just a striker's instinct. Ball was deflected, just threw his head into it. I mean, as as easy as it looks watching it, being in that right place at the right time takes 20, 30 years worth of just understanding the game, the philosophy, just rebound. It's impressive. I really hope, like, Mason Greenwood, Rashford, I hope they're taking notes because this guy's putting on a freaking seminar every week. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, if you watch on his second goal, he waits until Vestergaard looks at him to get his position, then he moves. I mean, classic Ole Gunner move, you know, it's, it's a pro's move. You, you're just you, – you're covering all the angles. That is – that is something I wish would come simple to to other people. I, I understood that, but teaching that to kids or to any striker is really hard. It's almost like, you know, if you're going into the corner, defenders in front of you, you want to get by them. You know, the defender looks back and sees where you're where you are. You know, the easiest thing to do is almost just stay on one side and touch him on the other side. Like, yeah. hey, who's over here? <laughs> Little three stooges. It's one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it makes sense that the defender takes a second, looks where you're at, and as soon as he does that, as soon as his head starts to move away, you move in the other direction. Like a Uruguayan jaguar. He, yes. So my question for you is, should he be starting or is he still trying to work himself into full fitness? He is older. Yeah, he's a little older. But, but I'm going to throw a curveball in there too. I'm ready. Dawson's Creek. Ready, ready to swing. With Cavani. Should they be starting? Yeah, I say keep it rolling. Do it. I mean, Dawson, Dawson's Creek is doing his thing. Anybody that comes out of the IX system, I'm a huge fan of. It just he's got the soccer brain. Just the IQ is is there. Both those players, and the willingness is. You know the they're gonna put in the miles, do whatever it takes. Whereas somebody like a Pogba, you just can't say that about him. So true. I would fire them both up. I'm like, yeah, get in there. Cavani, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, if if he, I mean, he supposedly is like the he's like a Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of fitness. Like he is on top of everything, sleep, diet, you name it. Look at the, I mean, how old is he? Thirty three, thirty three. Yeah. His face is just. Oh, it's chiseled. Chiseled, absolutely. I think he does ballet. I mean, he does all this stuff. Like, yeah, he's he can play 
I want him to be my personal trainer. Because <laughs> I want that hair too. Oh man. You and me both. Gosh. El Matador. Yep. What a game. Gotta give him credit. I mean, Southampton. Ward Prowse. Yeah. Oh. Probably the most dangerous. He is actually dead the most guy. Out of anybody ever. He's the most dangerous with conversion rate. Really? After taking some in the Premier League area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. He sets up the first one, corner kick to the near post. I mean, every time they got a corner, it was you could see Southampton almost getting a goal. He puts it right in the mix. Everybody crowds around the goalie. I mean, this guy's phenomenal. But crazy thing about this game, sets up the first goal and then injures – De Gea with the second goal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little cherry on top for him. That must, that must kind of feel good. <laughs> you know that does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I, I had to throw that out there. When you got Dean Henderson waiting in the wings, it's okay. I feel for him. He should be getting a lot more game time. Yep. Uh, he might, what he, he might, did last year. He might get year. his wish now. With Sheffield United. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much was their main man. Well, not their main man, but looking at what they're doing right now, they were a lot of one one goal decided games between yeah. Sheffield United, and that big difference could have been Dean Henderson. Yeah. So like Ramsdale, licks his lips like licks his lips like LL Cool J a little too much. Oh. But he's a decent keeper. It's not Dean Henderson, though. Mm-mm. So. No. All right. All right. Your game of the week. Yep. Your boys in blue. All right. I'm going to try to make this real quick. Real quick. All right. You looking at your time? I'm looking. I'm going to do this in under two minutes. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Both keepers made huge saves. Yep. Yep. Mindy. Lloris. Huge saves. It was a well it was a well played game by both sides. Tottenham parked the bus pretty well, tried to catch us on the counter, and could have a couple of times. I felt like in the second half, Chelsea outplayed Tottenham. Should have scored. Abraham probably should have got like two goals, maybe three, maybe mm-hmm. a hat trick. He's still learning. There's a lot of people talking some smack to him on social media. Not really a fan of that. He's still learning. If Giroud was in the game during that, probably put. That's money. Yeah. Yep. So, good game. Both teams played well. So, only thing I got is the expected goal. You know, we yep. talk about a little bit about stats. Yeah. The XG. expected goal. XG, yeah. For Tottenham, this game was like point. Three six, which is the lowest. Wow, that has been in a really long time. That's low. In the second half, zero shots. <laughs> it was double zero. Wow. Yeah, Chelsea yeah. had point six in the second half. Yeah, Jose, you could just tell Jose was like, just shut down shop, fellas. He got exactly what he wanted out of this game, which was not to lose. Oh. You know, Big Frank, he was like, let's not get counterattacked to death because Spurs are incredible at that. Yep. 
But yeah, I mean, Jose, especially as he starts sniffing that uh, potential title charge, I think he's going to do this more and more often. So Spurs we got fans, twenty eight games left, boy. You Spurs, can't be parking the bus yeah. like for <laughs> he he's going to do it more and more. You have little flashes where they unleash, but man, he's yeah, he's going he's going to go back to old Jose. I got a feeling. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this game, but okay. that's really all I have to say. All righty. I kept that pretty neutral, right? That was pretty neutral, pretty okay. short. It might be a personal best right there. Thank you. I've been yeah. talking about Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. is. <laughs> People that don't know me, I could literally talk about Chelsea for an entire day with probably out stopping. Yeah. No food, no bathroom break. You just talk Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Love this game, this next game. I know you're digging it too. Yeah, you know, you know. The Gunners of Arsenal won. Wolverhampton Wolves two. Wow. This was a good game, but yep. it started off with a serious. Yeah, fifth minute. So they did a study, certain number of headers affected the brain a certain amount. Basically, the study is saying. Soccer players nowadays, when they get later on in life, are having clear signs of dementia. Mm. So a lot of people, I think even including Wayne Rooney, who's trying to get into coaching, saying, hey, kids shouldn't be heading the ball before 18. Mm. Now, I had three concussions before I was 18. Only one on the soccer field, but still, it's a really big deal. And I I think that we need to do a better job in this sport of focusing on headers and just injuries to the head. I mean, it's a no-brainer, pun intended. Right. To uh, do some sort of sub, you know, doesn't count against the three-sub rule. Yeah, and other sports do it. If you got a head injury, get them off. They can be evaluated, whatever. But you know, it doesn't count in terms of subs. Just get them off. Get somebody else in. You know, it's not going to change. It's not going to change the game. That's a yeah, easy fix. Have you ever been concussed? No, never. So we were playing RS Central. Okay. I think I was actually in sports medicine during the time. So we had just gone over concussions. And you were in that class too. I think I was. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. much of a class. No, no, that was a joke. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, not really sure what happened. It was a corner kick. Ball came over the top. I, I tried to do a bicycle. I was on the back post and going away from the ball. So I was running backwards and trying to do a bicycle. I don't know if I landed on my head or somebody was defending me and jumped into the ball and, like, kicked me in the head. Not really sure. But all I remember is getting up. It was dark. And I was looking around, and everything just had a rainbow-color-like tint to it. Oh, wow. It was weird. And so I kept playing. Played the rest of the game. Afterwards, I talked to somebody. I was like, I'm pretty sure I got a concussion. 
And then one girl that played on the women's soccer team or the girls' soccer team said, yeah, Matt, you were kind of just running in a circle in the middle of the field. Mm. Yeah, bad news. Dang. So sorry for that little digression. Digression, thank you. No, that's appropriate, man. They put uh, David Louise right back out there. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to change. So what happened, it was a corner kick to Arsenal. Ball was played in. David Luiz attacked it. Raul Jimenez defended it. Clash of heads. David Luiz busted open his his head. Blood just continued to pour out pretty much the entire game, yeah. even with it wrapped up. Raul Jimenez, we find out today, is awake. He's in the hospital. He's got a fractured skull. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But he's feeling okay. He's talked with his wife. He feels good. So it'll be uh, it'll be quite the recovery. But yeah, yeah, he's okay. Dang, yeah, that was scary when you got players when you start seeing them motioning the medics over. Yeah, and he ain't moving. The only other time that I saw something that scary was actually in a La Liga game with Fernando Torres. He got hit and got knocked out, and. He actually was choking on his own tongue. Oh. And one of they I don't know if anybody if you look this up, it's it's not safe for work. Like it's kind of squeamish. But basically he went down and the Spanish players, his teammates and at Atletico were like, Oh my god, yes, something's going wrong. Yeah. They got his tongue out of his throat, helped save him. I mean, it was just oh Scary stuff. So, sorry, guys. It's a very big deal. Head injuries, they're not something to laugh at. Um, We need to do a little bit better about taking care of our minds because I think mental health is one of the biggest issues all over the world. It's not given enough justice. My mom worked in mental health. It's really hard. So, sorry. Just a little something personal. Heck, yeah. But we'll get into the actual game. Arsenal, 14th place now. It's not looking good. Yeah, I mean, you had that fifth minute. And you had uh, Pedro Neto, 27th minute. You know, Troy was doing his thing. You know, favorite of the podcast. Yep. Doing his thing, crossed it in. Bing, bang, boom. Neto gets on the end of it. Off the crossbar. Yep. Fires it in. Yeah. Then uh, Gabriel. 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 For William. <laughs> William Cross. Arsenal. Tied it up. Yeah. Arsenal, man, they're just, yeah. It's, I would really hate to be an Arsenal fan right now. It's tough for them. I, I don't enjoy watching them. Even back in the day when I really, really despised Arsenal, I would watch the heck out of some Arsenal games now. It's like, ugh. They lost their identity. Yeah. And maybe they're reshaping their identity because it's kind of tough. I mean, you had 20 years of Arsene Wenger, then you went to Unai Emery. Yep. <clears throat> I think you may have had Lonsberg for like a interim manager for maybe a game, but not much. Anyway. Yep. Now you got Arteta, who came back to the club, and he seems to be – trying to stop the leaky holes in the back but they've lost all of their flair going up front 
Oh. So I just, I, yeah. Attacking wise, I feel bad <laughs> for every attacking player on this team. Right. It's quite painful to watch. I mean, yeah, but they're committed. I mean, they're all in on Arteta. Like you, they, they could not get him out right now. Wow. Which I'm not saying they should or they would, but something's not looking right. They need to change something up. Yeah. They definitely do. But then again, sometimes you're going through that dark tunnel. It's a lot easier. You just keep on going, and maybe sooner or later you come out. True. Do you think they've hit rock bottom? I don't think so. I think it could get worse, honestly. But yeah. Potence. Ooh, we got to talk about that. Potence. That's our boy. Yeah. He really appreciate this player. I don't – goes forward – Everything he does is just silky smooth. Just a little, little man. Big skill. Yeah. What a goal. Oh, my gosh. What a goal. And all of that was in the first half. Yeah. Second half, eh. A lot of chances on both ends. Nothing came of it. Wolves get away with the win. At the Emirates. Emirates. That's right. Whew. All right. Good stuff. Let's move on to today's game. Scotty P. Scotty P up in this. Lester 1, Fulham 2. What? What? Who Who is thinking this is what's going to happen? So I missed the first probably 15 minutes of the game. I was working on my mower trying <laughs> to figure out what the heck's going on with it. So I was doing a little work with a buddy of ours and uh, – yeah, came in a little bit late to the game, and whoa, Fulham. They they came to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I mean, Scotty P is chopping and changing the lineup, but I think he's on to something. Did you see him when they scored the second goal? Maybe even the first goal. They should. They cut to him on the sideline, and he was just screaming like he had won a war. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just like or just a huge battle against yeah. his biggest foe. Yeah, and he's just like, "You shall not pass," <laughs> kind of stuff. Like he was fired. Oh up, man, fired up on that gun. Yeah, just looking fresh. We'll talk about him a little later. All right. All right. But Fulham definitely came to play. Lester had some really early chances that they probably should have put away, but they just couldn't find the back of the net. And then Fulham catch Lester on the break. Yeah, great counterattack. Oh, what a through ball. I yes. love that through ball. Oh, that was just ice cold. Then Lookman. Lookman. Puts it away, does something really nice. Holds up the uh, the jersey of I think it's his fellow countryman. Yes. Do you remember Papa Diop? Papa Booba Diop. Yep. 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 Passed away. Yeah. Like really 40, early. Forty two. Yeah. yeah. Former. Yeah. Fulham player. I think Portsmouth. Yeah, I remember at Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Man, unfortunate. Yep. But uh, what a goal! What a goal! And then PK. Yeah. To Fulham. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what happened with Andy Robertson. But in my mind, this is clear penalty. Yeah. 
That's a huge <laughs> swing and a miss right there. And then you clatter into him. Yeah. And, yeah, Reed probably, what is it, Cordana, Reeve, something like that. Yeah, Bobby de Cordova. Cordova. He probably went down hair soft, but, I mean, we don't know. When you're moving that fast, like, simplest little thing can knock you down. So, so you stone-cold penalty right there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. We're agreeing. Too, too much energy, too much, yeah, just a, a miss. And what happens? Fulham makes a penalty kick. Wow. Wow. Good for them. Good for them. Yep. Carvajal? Carvalho. Yeah. Carvalho. Calavero. <laughs> we we apologize. We probably got that wrong. Carnavera. Ivan. Anyway. Ivan. I know his first name. <laughs> Ivan. Ivan scores the goal. <laughs> yep. Puts it away. Good for him. Fulham out of the relegation zone. Yeah. Lester pulled one back, but they didn't. Too little, too late. Didn't deserve the win. Yeah. They were threatening, but no. Nah, Fulham. All over them. The blueprint. Yeah. It's like Jay-Z album up in here. It's the blueprint. Nice. Nice. Ruben Loftus-Cheek had a good game. Yeah, he did. He's, unfortunately, I don't know if he's ever going to make it back into Chelsea's mm. starting 11. It has he to just, hurt you a little bit. It does because, you know, I've, I've read a lot of different assessments of him. And even though he may have the physique, the, the skill, the technical, he tactically aware just has nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big chunk of the I, the soccer IQ, like huge chunk. Sometimes that can make you a better player if you have just a bigger chunk of that. You need you need that chunk. Yeah. So unfortunately, I see him as like a mid level player, and gosh, that really hurts to say, man. God. <sighs> well, looks like he's found a happy home for right now. Yeah, he'd be good at like Everton. I'd like to see him there. Yeah, okay. wearing blue again. Yeah, let's see him in blue. Good in blue. Crystal Palace. I could see him back there again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Final game of the day. West Ham two. Villa one. Whew. Beast mode. Yep. <laughs> He's back. Back up in it. Oh, man. Did you see him at one point giving Grealish a little bit of heat for going down? I'm assuming. assuming a little soft. Way too soft. You loved that, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. What I actually enjoyed, um, West Ham's right back was all over Grealish the whole – well, the start of the game. Just running into him left and right, Grealish is like, come on, ref. Every time he gets touched – Come on, ref. It's a foul. I get so sick of this. Man, I thought he I thought he played good though. He did. He, he is, did. He's he's leveled up. I mean, he is like a dominant. Like they get him the ball and something happens. So at the end of the game, um, I think it might have been Carragher, Jamie Carragher. Yeah. One of the commentators, ex player, said he's not like Gaza. The old English. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. He's more like Hazard. And that mm. 
It really hurt. Ooh, that had to hurt <laughs> deep. Because here's the here's the difference. They're both technically gifted, dribbling the ball, making stuff happen, just looking one way and passing the ball another. Unbelievable skill. Hazard went down and got fouled. He'd just get up, play on. If you watch Grealish, this is the one thing that I struggle with him about. Every time he gets touched, it's like, how dare you touch me? How dare you foul me? He gets up, and before he can do anything, watch him roll over and look at the referee looking for a card, looking for how something. How dare you, sir, foul me? It's so frustrating for me because, you know, I used to got taken out all the time, and I would try to play through it. I'd roll off the ground, get up, and get keep up. going. <laughs> this kind of stuff just doesn't fly with me, and Hazard did not do that. Hazard would get hit. He'd go down. If he was a little bit hurt, he'd try to walk it off, but he never was just like, referee, referee. Yeah. So that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. But what I did appreciate is when Beast Mode, our boy, looked at him for going down too soft and jacked his shorts up right. <laughs> Face, did you see that? Facialized him, yeah. He had it right on the the area. Yeah. Just had him all the way up, and he was like, you want to go short shorts, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do this? You want to go short shorts, bro? Uh, Loved it. Yeah. It was a good it's game, good. though. Good game. Wonderful game. Great to see our boy, Beast Mode, Mikel Antonio back. That's who we were talking about. Yep. Love seeing him back. He only made it one half, which yeah, is that's true. It's okay. He's back. Yeah. Yeah, West Ham, couple headers. Yeah. Jerry Bowen. My boy. Agbana. My boy probably saved me today with an assist and a goal. That was huge for you, man. Dang. Mm. Good win for Matt. Good win. Matt, excuse me, I may want to check that I just to make sure. It. I think you won. Are you sure? I think you did. We'll keep Double going check. with this Double game. check. Yeah, we do have to mention one thing. Ollie Watkins, that's a win. He's celebrating, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! This man is just... Excuse me. I won. He's feeling it. I won. <laughs> won. I won. Ollie Watkins, though, missed the penalty kick. Off the crossbar. Could have changed the whole game. Uh, also had a goal disallowed at the end. But back and forth game. Two really, really solid teams. I mean, David Moyes. I mean, the, I don't know whatever he's doing, but he's getting a little bit of that old Everton magic coming back. <laughs> like the, the team is very solid. Very hard to beat. They're, they're, they're going to make some noise. I mean, West Ham is is kind of back, and maybe David Moyes is too. You know what's going to be unfortunate is when West Ham's fans are allowed back in the stadium because they are pretty ruthless, and it may affect their ability to play, to be honest. Yeah, it might. It's, it's not going to make a big difference. I mean, they're pretty far away from the stadium now. And that's true. When they it get a big stadium. And when they get in, they got that running track around it. Yeah. Be a little closer, though. Man, what a game, though. Golly. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed the game. Enjoyed seeing Grealish lose. Just... Yes, yeah, happy it. man. <laughs> you won your fantasy game, and Jack Grealish lost. Yes, yes. All right. Oh, I do want to mention. 
So before last week, it had been, um, I think, two years since somebody had missed the target on a penalty. And in two weeks, four have happened. Wow. Without any fans. Wow. Pandemic. We had two this week. We had two last week. I mean, maybe we had more this week. Can't remember. But still, we've had four. Yeah, it's bad. Golly. All right. Well, we will move on. I think we did pretty good. We hit that right at about an hour. About the hour mark. So, six minutes a game. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too All bad. Right. All right. We're going to get into our segments. This right cheer. It's called the creme de la creme. It's good of the good, bad of the bad. Wait for the beat. It's the creme de la, it's the creme de la, it's the creme de la. Oh, you beauty! That's right. Creme de la prim. So this week, Matt, I got to go with Riyad Mahrez. Good choice. Good choice. I want to go Cavani. My heart said Cavani, but Mahrez, that second goal of his, it looked like something you put down like against your friends on a pickup game. And everybody on the sideline is like, dang. Okay, I will say something about that second goal. Say it. The throw in. Yes. It was taken about 20 yards too far down. <laughs> so the ball was kicked out of play. And, you know, nowadays they don't have ball boys or anything. They just have balls sitting on cones and all of that. So the ball was kicked out of play like 20 yards down. Kyle Walker runs, grabs a ball. Throws it almost sitting yeah. in the stands. <laughs> this is what I don't understand. I got called one time in high school for throwing the ball in like five yards away from the from actual the line. line. Right, and a young referee called me for it, and I was like, "What? What happened?" Couldn't make an explanation up, and it's obviously I've held on to it for a little too long. But yeah, anyway. you're carrying it with you. <laughs> but you're exactly right. Go ahead. Gosh, he, just he did some people dirty. Yeah, he did dirty. it dirty, and then just the finish off the you know <laughs> off the post, just dinked it in. Oh, you could just see on their faces where it was oh just demoralizing. Yeah, it just wasn't it just wasn't Burnley's day. But yeah, got to give him credit. I mean, some people are not big on Mares, and he's flattered to deceive a lot during his Man City career. But on days like that, yeah, you gotta you gotta just put your hands together because that was a performance. Man, if he wouldn't have left Leicester, I mean, who knows? I mean, I personally like his style. It's kind of faint, heavy body. You know, using his body to act like he's going this way. I mean, it's not just a million touches on the ball. He's real. How I like to play. Yeah, how I like to play was, yeah, you just kind of use your body language to fake people out. A little faint here and there. Act like you're going this way. Nope, you go this way. So I like like his style. So, yep, that's my creme de la creme this week. I hear you, man. That That was a great hat trick for him. Pretty sure they were all left foot. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So my creme de la prim was a goal, just a single goal. Okay. I love the skill in this, this goal. I think it's one of the hardest things to do. P- 
components. Mm, I knew where you were going with that. Run full speed, and then to just chip a defender and jump in the air without running into the ball. The the body control, yeah, on this goal, pure composure. If you hit that too hard, or you you time it wrong, you you have no prayer. It was perfectly executed. I mean, when you watch it, you're like, oh, he got lucky because when he chipped it, it hit off the defender and then hit his his body and then fell right to him. No, no, he clearly <laughs> did what he wanted to do. Wow, like I said, running full speed, chip a ball. Keep yourself under control over a defender and then yeah. let it bounce. In a crowd of Arsenal players. Yeah. What a beautiful goal. This guy is really impressing me. Oh, man. Love watching Incredible him. talent. Tiny package. Yep. A lot of skill. We're going to talk about another tiny package later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a goal. All right. This is the worst of the worst. Mm. This is what you don't want to be a part of. Nobody wants to get their name called out on this one. Unfortunately, we have to pick someone. Uh, Yep. I'm calling him out. Call him out. So I had to go Burnley, but... It's even worse than a 5 nothing defeat. It's even worse than that. I'm talking about, you know, he's, he's a favorite of ours. I'm talking about James Tarkowski <laughs> and his haircut. My goodness. I missed it. Oh, he has, I mean, okay, nobody's perfect, James. But you got big ears, buddy. I mean, you got some big flappers. And what do you do? Okay, obvious answer is you grow the hair out, cover it up, give yourself a little balance. No. What does he do? He took it down like a zero guard on the side. Oh, he's doing the English fade right now. Yes. I mean, we say around here, you get get a haircut, like, oh, you got your ears lowered. You don't want to get those kind of ears lowered. And he did. Every time I looked at him, I'm like, oh, that's horrendous. Not only did they get defeated... Five to nothing, but he looked like, oh, just I, can't, I I I don't want to make too much fun of the poor guy, but you you gotta you gotta know what you're working with and you gotta Talking. adapt your look. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gone real real tight on the sides. You know, Kate Hudson, beautiful woman, right? Yeah, huge ears, really. Tarkowski ears. Tarkowski got the Kate Hudsons. You don't know why? Cause she hides. She them. hides them. That's it's smart. Come on, man. Yeah, he's he's like leaning into it. Hey. Do if you, you if you're though, winning, I mean, yeah, if you're winning, I mean that's okay, but Tarkowski do you uh, whatever dang. you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I couldn't pick one this week. Or three things that I want to talk about. All right. Okay. Number one, Mo Salah getting substituted. Throws a hissy fit yes. out on the field. You know, we talked last week. I asked you if you would, or I'm sorry, if Liverpool would play better without Mo. 
And since that time, I've seen an interview with Mo Salah. And he's pretty selfish. He's a selfish player. Um, it was and in Blazers again. Roger Bennett was interviewing and asked him, hey, is there like a little rivalry between you and Sadio Mane? He's like, no, I just want to score more goals. I want to score more goals than everybody. That's that's it. Hmm. So I understand that, but for me, it's not about personal accolades. It would be more about getting my team to win, like our team won. You know, when we won the state championship, I didn't win it. We won it. We won it. We had a great team that was well-rounded. We won that game or that championship. I don't like how selfish he is. and The way he acted when getting subbed off was pretty poor. Mm -hmm. So I agree. As much as... As much good as he does outside of soccer, I think he just needs to be more like the Liverpool squad. I mean, he didn't shake Jordan Henderson's hand when he came off. He dodged him, didn't even mm. look at Klopp. That's cold. And I don't know if you remember when Klopp, uh, when Jordan Henderson came off, he was pissed at himself for not playing well, and he didn't shake Jurgen Klopp's hand, it was early in his tenure. Right. Jurgen Klopp was like, get back down off the bench and give me a hug. Yeah. Like, he didn't do that with Mo. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Mo Salah's number one. Number two. How about this double barrel name? Bailey. Peacock. Mm. Farrell. <laughs> The Burnley goalkeeper. Yes. Nick Coming Pope. in for Nick Pope. Injured, yes. Okay. This guy got five goals scored on him. Yeah. It happens to Burnley goalkeepers when they visit uh, Manchester City. He was lucky because it should have been seven, really. Well, we'll say six. He's lucky because the referee saved him from two OGs. First one was the one we were talking about earlier where the ball gets looped over. He's running to it instead of, like, trying to punch it out before it hits the post. He lets it hit the post. He catches it and then swats it in himself. Yes. Oh, wow. <clears throat> bad. He he was bad. I mean, some of the stuff he did, it was – it looked like us playing <laughs> Wednesday night or Friday night ball where you've got somebody that's never played goalie and goal and this guy's just – just swatting it all over the place. Oh my gosh! Trying to catch it and going right through his hands, like like Alfonso Rito. You know what I mean? <laughs> gosh! Shout out Alfonso. <laughs> but yeah, La Bamba. <clears throat> and then the next one, close to the end of the game, he makes a huge save. And then what does he do? As he's he saves the ball on the ground, and then as he's going to reach it, he knees it into the goal. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come gets, on. Gets it going away from goal and then knees it back in. Yeah. Oh, this guy, it was, it was like a clown show watching him play. Sorry, bro. I mean, what the name? Bailey Peacock Farrell. Great name. Wow. Wow. 
All right, and finally, my last. Bless your heart. Arsenal's medical staff. Mm, that's a good call. Letting David Luiz play on in, after. In 2020. In 2020, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, this is a nasty hand, hand injury. Yeah, maybe he wasn't concussed. Maybe he was. We don't really know. We didn't see him do any test on him. He just kind of woke up and was like, hey, I got blood. Like, hey, put something on my head. Give me some smelling salts. And yeah. Get back in there, buddy. Rub some dirt on it. I mean, I watched him afterwards. I watched his game, and he oh, he, he was, was not all he there. He was dazed. Yeah, he was dazed. And the, then, the look in his eye, too. At halftime, Rebecca Lowe and NBC Sports was like, well, if he doesn't come back on in the second half, that kind of means that they got it wrong. Yeah. What happens? He's not on in the second half. Yes. I mean, this was just – we, like I was saying earlier, we need to do better with the head. Yep. Head injuries keep keep these guys safe. And one thing that I saw recently, and I think it's a really good idea, for a concussion protocol – have an extra sub, but also have people that are not biased, like the medical staff of Arsenal, doing yes. the concussion like, protocol. Like they obviously the want to get their guy back in the game. And he's obviously going to say, yeah, I'm fine. Yes. I mean, did you see today in Villa, um, Trezeguet? Oh, yeah. Got, for the penalty. Got bloodied. Yeah. Blood running down his face. He's like, hey, coach, I'll take the PK. Yeah. It's like, dude. Get off. You look like you just walked out of a, out of The Shining, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure like people on his team were saying, "Dude, we got to get all of this cleaned yeah, up got... before you can do anything." <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Golly. So yeah, again, Arsenal's medic, medical staff, poor job. So again, Sala, <laughs> Bailey, Peacock, Farrell. Yeah. And Arsenal's medical staff. Bless your heart. Okay. Final award for the week. Yep. This is something stylish. This could be even best of the best, kind of. This is just something fine. Yes. Gentlemanly. Yep. Whatever. This is... Finest frogs hair. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going with. I already already alluded to it earlier. I'm going with Scotty P. Scott Parker, our man. He has probably been on this segment before. He should be if he hadn't. But what can I say? Fresh to death. I'm a I'm a fan. We're pulling for you, Scotty. Although one small caveat: there's no Tim Ream. Again, second week in a row. Strawberry dream. Strawberry dream on the bench. Handsome Anderson. He's still in there rocking it. Scotty P, though, that look. And nobody in the league came close to his look this week. I'm talking tie, the little duffel coat he had going on outside the hair, the chewing gum, the mannerisms. Just everything about it. He got the win. Great win. He, he Like you said, he was like uh, – 
you know, Mel Gibson and Braveheart. He was just screaming bloody murder to win that game. Yeah. Just cheering his troops on, and the man did it. So, yeah, I'm going Scotty P, no regrets. I mean, he just oozes Don Juan all yeah. over the place. <laughs> like, he's just the English Don Juan. He is, yeah. The classiest. He's like, a, he's, a, he's the closest thing to a Southern gentleman in the league. You know what's funny? In England, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Yeah. The further south you go, the more north you go, technically. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's reversed rather than here. Like the reputations are, the south of England, the London area is more like what we consider a northerner in terms of, yeah, loud, flashy, run their mouth a little more, a little ruder. So it's like Florida. Exactly. <laughs> the further south you go, the more northern. The more you north get. you get. That's right. Wow. Yeah, so it's a little different. I mean, the Northerners are a little more jokey, laid back. That's that's the rep in England. Okay. I mean, Liverpool's its own thing, so can't really talk about the Scousers like that. They're completely the craziest, in my opinion. But you're talking about Lancashire, Yorkshire, all those areas, even up into Newcastle, you know, the Geordies. Yeah, it's more of a Southern vibe. I prefer the North England to the South, personally. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. Well, good little geography lesson. That's right. <laughs> All right, my finest frog's hair. You're not going to believe this. You're really not. I'm going to give it up to a game. Oh, okay. That I, I thought I like was it. very uncharacteristic for both clubs. I'm sorry to do it, but Tottenham Chelsea. I saw people helping people up after wow. they fouled them. I saw people swapping shirts at the end and hugging. I didn't know what to think about this. That is puzzling. It's 2020. Life is crazy. And I just witnessed a Chelsea-Tottenham game that ended pretty tame. There weren't any... Extracurricular kicks, other than Lacelso, because he's just Lacelso. <laughs> but for the most part, and out to combat on myself on what I just said, Chelsea had way more yellow cards than Tottenham, so apparently we fouled them a little harder. Hmm. But the point is, this is two teams that have for the last four or five years just despised each other just been one of the biggest games like huge biggest rivalries in the english premier league they go after each other and this turned out to be just kind of like a game with friends yeah after the game swapping shirts gentle a gentle rivalry among friends. Um, Jose Mourinho gave Frank Lampard credit for what he was doing. Frank Lampard did the same thing back. Gave it back. I, I'm confused. Classy. Classy bunch of guys. Yeah. So, finest frog's hair, gentlemanly thing was that game for me. Okay. Because if I was wearing a blue jersey, 
And I was playing Tottenham. It'd be different. Let me just. Say <laughs> it'd, it'd, oh, I bet. You know, we had some rivalries in high school. Yep. One team. I in played particular. Right, right up the road from us. In red. In red. We went after them. It didn't matter if we played with them. Even even our essential. Yeah. You know, they were a big rivalry with us too because we knew them. But still, when we got on that field, it was cutthroat, man. Oh yeah. Shoot, we we had, we, we had their players kicking balls at our fans. <laughs> it got so heated. That was Hendersonville, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh man, those fans were so good back then. Oh, good stuff. Shout out to the crew. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed our segments. We have fun with this. It's really, really nice to pick out these things, and we never know what each other are going to say, so that's, that's always right. nice. A little surprise factor. But now, it's tailgate. Now, sometimes when you're sitting on the tailgate, you're discussing the matters of the world. You know, what what happened last week? What What's on your up? mind? Yeah. yeah, I'm talking life stuff. Life stuff. This week's a little different. Other times, you got to pour one out. Yep. Tribute. Pouring one out. Yep. Tribute to an icon, to a legend. Gone too soon. But man, did that star burn brightly. Yes, he did. Gosh, what a life. Diego Maradona. Maradona. What a player. Yeah, what a character. Yeah. On the, on the field, off the field, the man brought it. Every single angle, possibly. Yep, he's gone. Age of 60. Heart attack. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. He's been in and out of the hospital for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he almost passed away in 20... Oh, I'm sorry, 2001. Like, he almost died back then. Yeah, he has not looked good for a long, long time. He lived a hard, hard life. Even from his upbringing, once he got into the spotlight, you know. He was probably like 150 in terms of years. Yeah. Like his body had a lot of miles on it. Yeah. But what a phenomenal talent. Yeah. I mean, I knew Diego Maradona as a player. You know, I didn't grow up watching a lot of soccer, but I knew of him. Like, we even had this one move that was called the Maradona. You may know it as something else, but I always knew it as a Maradona. And I understand why now, because I watch all these highlights and he was doing it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? But <clears throat> he, I watched a documentary today on him just to get a little more insight in what his life was like. And this guy was come up from really rough upbringings but by the time he was 15 he made his first club first team club appearance in Argentina 15 yeah still to this day youngest I mean they there were teams when he was playing as like a a 10 year old they were like let me see this is like a this is like a fully grown man who just looks different like this guy's like 20 something years old he did really look older i mean little guy but yeah especially how he played how tall was he did you think he was five five he looks like he's about five one yeah around most of these guys yeah 
unbelievable talent. So he started off at Argentina Juniors in their first team. While he was there, he played 166 games. 116 goals. Wow. When he was 16, he made his first Argentinian national debut. Yes. 16 for Argentina. Wow. I mean... I know it was back in the day, and you've had people break that and everything, and we probably had, like, Freddie Adu or something. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Which was, where's Freddie nowadays? Yeah, he's He's on a podcast. He's (laughs) on a podcast for Grant Wall. Check it out, American Prodigy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Side note. But, man, Diego. So we went to Boca Juniors. Yep. Then went to Barca. Yep, like a world record fee at the time. One million. Yeah. In the 80s. Wow. And then found his home in Italy. Yes. Naples. Where he is basically revered as like a a saint. Yeah. Or something. I mean, Trace Martins just beat his goal record and was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not worthy. He, yeah, basically was like, if my name is ever put anywhere close to his, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't deserve that. Yeah. I mean, please watch the documentary about Maradona's time in Napoli. It's incredible. The scenes you will see, I mean, just the stories. I mean, he was, you know, tight with the mafia, just getting all this. I mean, we will never, ever see that sort of character in the game again like it is so sanitized today compared to what he was doing I mean he moved there in 84 uh, I think the year before Napoli had escaped relegation by a single point so and then within three years I think it was 87 Napoli won the title yeah I mean he brought hope to a whole city like in the south of Italy where you know they're historically just put upon by the north and, you know, have a real separate identity than, you know, some of the other areas of Italy. But the guy, I mean, just just like a catalyst for a huge revival for the team. Um, they won a European Cup. Yes, yeah. There, there was a clip going around, I think it was in the semifinal, of him warming up, I think, before they played uh, Bayern Munich in the, in the Cup in that year. Uh, maybe it was 89, I think. Anyway... The rest of the team is warming up, and uh, he's just out there by himself, juggling off his shoulders, off everything, just completely like putting himself out there, like just ah. dancing. Like you aren't gonna put me down. I think you know Byron was trying to do things with the music, like to psych him out. No, he went out there, just laid it down. Yep, they went through the final. But he's you most know? known for the '86 World Cup. Yes. And one game in particular. Yes. The England game. Yes. So, two things happen in this game. The hand of God, which he actually came up with. Yeah. Uh, incredible marketing. <laughs> wow. Like I said earlier, today it just wouldn't, that's the, that kind of stuff can never happen today, but he's a legend because of it. Yeah. Goes up for a header, wasn't going to win it. 
England goalkeeper came out, so he just put his hand up above his head and punched it in. Popped it in. (laughs) Genius at work. The referee didn't see it. The linesman didn't see it. All the English players did. Even try to come up to him and say, like, hey, man, tell him him you you did. did. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I can't do that. Yeah. We're in the World Cup. So, yeah, Hand of God was – (laughs) <laughs> probably what he's best known for, but the run. Yes, four minutes later. He gets the ball in Turbo Timo area. Yeah, in his own, quadrants. <laughs> own half. Yes, right. <laughs> in the second quartile. Yeah. And, wow. Runs through the whole English team. They're trying to just take him down like – Tackles nowadays were not as rough as they were back then. Yeah. Back then, I mean, you could stick a cleat into a guy's side and take him down. And they'd be like, oh, that's just a yellow card. Yeah. I mean, people were trying to take him out, and he's just slalom skin right oh, yeah. through him. Just oh, my pure gosh. left foot, just taking it to town on him. He's the first, for me, left-footed like phenom that I can remember. Mm. I mean, Pele, right-footed. Right-footed. I mean, there's there's a lot of other players before him, but the way he moved, I think he is the original dribbler. Yeah, I mean, he's the archetype. I mean, Messi, all that stuff has is, is basically come about from what he was doing. That high speed, real tight dribbling, just going straight for the jugular. And what's crazy about it is the fields back then were not... Were crappy. Were not like they are today, you know? Like today, you could roll, I don't know, a bowling ball down in it. Not a bowling ball, but just, <laughs> it's just like it's glass almost. Yes. It's just perfect. Man, well, there were some incredible stats. Like in that World Cup, he was fouled a record 53 times in the tournament. He attempted 90 dribbles. Wow. Yes. I mean, incredible. That's like, what, 10 a game, something like that? Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. That's a lot of dribbling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the man, I mean, just will not ever be equaled on the field. I mean, he will be forever known for that World Cup. You know, he played on again. I think they got to the final in 90. And then, 94. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. You're right. 90. 94 in the U.S., I think he played like one or two games. And then got busted. And then was just, you know, on performance enhancing drugs. I mean, yeah, the cocaine. It. I mean, that, that, that is, is legendary when he scores that goal. Um, I think he scored the goal. But when he gets up in the in the camera and his eyes are just bulging out of his head and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the man was on some stuff. He – he was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, I mean, you got to give him credit. The yeah. man lived his own life. You know, he was not a perfect man. No, no, but he wasn't. What a legend! Yes, <clears throat> he did some amazing thing for the game. I mean, you can just tell because of all the tributes that have been done all over the world. Yeah, you know, in England, they're doing. A minute of clapping and celebrating him. Argentina had three days 
of, of mourning. Mourning. Yes. Three days. Napoli renamed their stadium after him. That's putting an impression on the world. Yeah. With your feet. That's crazy. Yeah. What I mean, just yeah. What a guy. I mean, yeah. he had a lot of demons, but you know, people are gonna remember the good stuff. I mean, I remember watching him. I actually saw him. You know, he coached Argentina. I yep. think from 08 to 2010. So in uh, in South Africa in 2010, I saw a couple Argentina games. Okay. And I remember watching a pregame. You know how I was talking about how he went, you know, kind of did his own thing while the team was warming up. I remember watching, you know, probably 50 feet away. He takes Messi and one-on-one. He's whispering all this stuff in Messi's ear. And him and Messi just pass, the two of them, kind of their own little world, passing the ball. Just back and forth, back and forth. I was like, like time stopped for a little bit. I was like, wow. wow. Two absolute legends. Like two of the greatest players to ever touch a ball. I mean, he also, I mean, Argentina got blown out by Germany. I was there for that game too. I mean, I, I know Maradona was not the greatest coach, and his right. coaching career was uh, a lot of lows, not a lot of highs. Right. But – I mean, his playing career is memorable. The World Cup. I mean, in '82, when he was real, real young, yeah. just well, not real young, but he was involved. I mean, they made it to the semifinal. '86, they won. '90, they went into the final. Yeah. I mean, just. Yeah, internationally, he will always. Yeah, his Napoli days. You know, in Messi, Argentina. Messi's won. Everything, yes, except for a World Cup. And a lot of people are like, "Well, Maradona did it by himself. Why can't you do it?" That is what's going to go down. Yeah, on that's, Messi's. What, that's what people remember. Yeah, if Messi could pull out a World Cup, then yeah. But without it, yeah, this is different game. But man, I mean, I love to see character. You know, we love people go studs up. I mean, that man went studs up, metaphorically he was speaking. Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> what I have appreciated seeing lately is just him in his own element before he's got a I think it's a he's playing for Argentina and he's warming up. He's just out there dancing all yeah. the time. <laughs> you know, he's doing his little run. He's got that oh, like a afro mullet going on. Yes, the hair was like a black waterfall. <laughs> Oh, All wow. these curls, <laughs> the little really earrings. Yeah, I mean, he was a uh, in his prime. You could you could see the swagger. I mean, he had it when he was fifteen. I saw his one of his first few goals. He still had that waterfall going on, man. Dang, he rocked that for a long time. But yeah, true. He was just out there, you know, just dancing. Everybody else was doing their thing, and he's just the whole time like knees up, yeah. knees up. He get the ball. He just. <laughs> And then he danced a little bit. Man, he was... Yeah, I saw one of the interviews, like his teammates from that period, they were like, oh, I didn't sleep at all last night, man. He was like, I slept like a baby. Like, this is fun for me. Yeah. I mean, he had the pure spirit. That is... It's very rare to find a player like that that enjoys the game that much. When they're having fun, you can tell because their game is just elevated to a whole nother level. If they're out there smiling dance and doing their thing they just become unstoppable yeah man that's a really rare i think 
Hazard is one of those players. He always talked about just having fun, and I respect that about people. I know personally for myself, the only time I'm playing well is when I'm like laughing and kind of enjoying right. my game and just obviously others around me. But, man, what a, what a rare talent. What a guy. I'm not rare. I'm yeah. not rare. I'm not, <laughs> sorry. I'm whew, sorry. Yeah. I did not even want to. Yeah, I apologize for that. Wasn't trying to say <laughs> that I am anywhere. I'm just saying Maradona that level. When I have fun, I play better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. This guy had a lot of fun. I mean, sadly, we will never ever see that again. Somebody I like that. I would have liked to known what went on behind the scenes with him, man. The stories that happened beyond. Yeah. The spotlight. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of illegitimate children. They were. Yeah. I mean, the guy lived a full life. You got to give him credit. He did. He really did. So we salute Diego Maradona. Yep. Great life that was taken from us. Rest in peace, brother. Yes. Never forgotten. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, we do have a special announcement to make. Yep. That's true. Yep. Next week's episode will be coming out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday morning. Yeah, we're holding it off a little bit. Joe has to take a little vacation. That's right. Want want him to enjoy himself. But he's coming back on Tuesday, so we'll knock it out. No, he's coming back on Monday. We'll knock it out on Tuesday. Yeah. That'll work. So So don't don't forget about us. Yeah. It'll be out. Don't worry. Wednesday morning it will come out. So, guys... Again, thank you. We probably ran over a little bit again, but we appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry, happy Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. whatever you go by, (laughs) whatever you want to say. So thank you. Thank you again. Came for the footy, stayed for the accents. All right. So until next time, studs up.